past the heather and down to the old road Start turning the grain into the ground Rolling a new leaf over In the middle of the night there's an old man Shredding around in the gathering rain hey, Mister, if you're gonna walk on water Oh, could you drop a line my way Oh, somewhere in middle America You're right to the heart of matters It's a heart that matters more Think you better turn your ticket in Get your money back at the door Right. Okay. Welcome Turn it on. to the December 28, oh, 2005 Mep Report Podcast. Good. Wait, wait, wait. Can you hear me now? Good, good. <laughs> Everybody okay. can hear each wait. other. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? <laughs> it fits. <laughs> oh, God. It works. We can all hear each other. Hey, welcome. We've got, a full, <laughs> we've got a full set. We're all here. Welcome, everybody, oh, to the Mep Report. All four of us are here. story full of Russ and Greg. Of course, as you guys know, Andy and Story were That's with weird. us last week. Um, it was just they were a little simplified from oh, their yeah. usual versions. <laughs> can we can we set the record straight on that? Can we just get that <laughs> do a little housekeeping at the top of our show <laughs> about how uh, Drew and I are not complete crazy simpletons who only parrot. You know, I mean, we sounded like even worse versions of the Democrats and Republicans according to you guys. It was really horrible. Ooh. Starts with the barb. I love how, nice barb. I mean, I'm just saying. I and I love how I sounded like you know. My only thing was I hate freedom, so therefore I'm totalitarian. <laughs> you guys might remember that the reason I hate freedom is not totalitarianism at all. I just I believe that I tried to correct. Misused. I believe I tried to correct Russ, or should I say, the avatar of you, by mentioning that it was actually that you had a mild disrespect for freedom. But I was too busy trying to communicate Andy, who was speaking bad Latin and saying that he liked law, which was Andy's apparently reason right. for existence. Yes, right. It was excellent. <laughs> That's pretty much dead on. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, uh, God. I also want to set another record straight while we're on it that I do, in fact, from two two weeks ago, if you can remember that far. The internet doesn't really have that kind of institutional memory, but I do, in fact, like pirates. And uh, Craig yeah! was correct about that. Woo! Greg, Greg uh, on a 1 0 decision to just Both Andy and Russ on that one. All evidence to the contrary. Story See? It's true. I, I knew mean, we liked not, pirates. It's not that I sponsor what they did or would have been a pirate in that era. It's Which just I that said. I, you know, liked pirates as a child and have never gotten over it. And, and you know, uh, pirates rock. Uh, they can't really argue with that. And so let's be like fair. The same thing pirates saying, you may like your plush grizzly bear play toy, but may not want to actually train large forest dwelling animals. Yeah. That's right, the best exactly. analogy I've ever heard. <laughs> having a real stuffed grizzly, for example, yeah. And they're like, what? He likes stuffed grizzlies? And it's like, well, not those, yeah. Kind of like that. I don't know. So, I, yeah, I was actually, I was really, I was really wrong about you when it comes to pirates. I, for some reason, I didn't think you'd be much of a pirate man. But now I can actually, I can actually see that side of you. I mean, do you remember the tournament for which I picked a theme that was uh, Walk the Plank? The Walk the Plank tournament, which I unilaterally chose that theme above all yeah, others and took no other suggestions. You were always after beauty, so I shouldn't be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> 
No, but I, I knew that, and I, I I knew that he would not be the kind of person who would himself agree with these kinds of things, but that he would be part of the. It was one of those, you know, kids like these things, well, and so did he. He probably agree with the, the raping part. <laughs> and there's dead silence. Story yeah. Like, no, not not really. I, I don't even know how, do you feel how about to engage rape? that. What do you think about rape? I'm going. I'm going to go out on a big limb and say thumbs down to rape. Oh, I'm going to say we, you didn't clarify. I'm this is rape of marginalized, rape. oppressed ethnicities. It, it That's a totally matter different story. Who is on the receiving end? <laughs> I'm against rape. I'm going on the How record with this. It's say official. That? You need yes, in all to the, circumstances, oh. unequivocally. <laughs> That's correct. Whatever that means. <laughs> Unilaterally, <laughs> in all circumstances. Long, long time. <laughs> oh God. Uh, you've been eating a sea biscuits. You know. And you just you you, you go from sea I'm biscuits to, say, to rape I mean, without passing go. Even if that's the one rape that saves what the world, I am still make? against it. You're boarding nice. ships and shooting people and running them through and burning their villages. What difference does a little rape make at that point? Can we look, can we write look, that movie? Pirates the of the one Caribbean rape that saves the world. I think that'll work yes. out really oh, well. Oh, yeah, that'd be, that'd be great. Pirates, that. of, <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean, while, while we're on the pirate subject before we get too far afield, they told me that it's not uh, women that the pirates are actually after. It's food uh, when they updated the ride a few years ago. Yes, so, the really. They yeah. were really, all of, all of the uh, legends about pirates going and raping and pillaging, they were actually just ransacking food and pillaging. Right. So, well, what, what actually was a mystery happened. Anaheim that the food was hidden up the maiden's uh, undergarment. Stop, stop, stop. Right. It, no, it, this is actually true. He's actually, this is what? not, this is actually, they had it like, you know, I mean, not necessarily undergarments, but garments. It was hidden in their garments, and that's why they were chasing them around. It I, looked like they were going after loose women. They were actually going after food that was loose uh, in the women. You know what I thought was that I actually thought that it had something to do with like a misspelling of the word. So it was mostly pirates rapping and pillaging. Like, you know, they were driving on and like, break it down. <laughs> now Cuba, that's a good Cuba, idea. That's Chica, another Cuba. you could do. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's another excellent improvement I idea. I like my booty. I like it well done. Whether it's from <laughs> China, from Attila the Hoss. Give me that peg leg and eye patch too, because my name is Genghis, and I pirate you. I pirate you. Arr. I'm not sure that Attila fits either, but just go with it, Andy. Sometimes I wage war, sometimes I'm seafaring, and I get me some whores, and by that I mean food. For food. For food. And I'm not so rude for the food. Actually, you know what? You guys are probably right about this because one of the things that pirates had, in fact, all seagoers at the time had a problem with was scurvy because they never had enough vitamin C. That was a big problem. So, of course, they'd be like going after oranges. Arr, give me that. Scurvy, you know. This is true. This is what Tropicana Pirates of the Caribbean at Disney World wants you to believe. But they're always yeah, after pirates. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Which, uh, the sea, and all we want is 500 milligrams of vitamin C. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Very Which, good. Uh, brings me, speaking of scurvy, scurvy, I do not have bird flu anymore. I briefly, my brief bout with uh, bird flu is over. So yeah. That was good. So hey, I well heard that. Done. 
I heard that We're this was the worst. The uh, antivenom or antibiotics I, from you, from your body. I heard though. that this was the yeah, most sick you that you've been since Scotland. Is that accurate? This is the most sick that, that you've been correct. since then. That is correct. Bird flu will make you very sick, more wow. sick than than ever before since Scotland. And you all remember exactly what Scotland was. We've told the story of how sick I was in Scotland. Actually, I'm not sure we've told the actual. Uh, sickness part we might have just told the follow-up part i'm not sure how well that translates into a podcast so then i was then when i threw up i was vomiting this and boy was that gross it is (laughs) i mean it is kind of a comedy of errors it 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 does tend to prompt people to laugh well the one thing i can say about it the one thing i can say about it for sure because i was story's partner at this world debate championship when we got sick is that story, who is people will know who is seen got is. Sick? Excuse me. We I said got story. Sick? No, no, what I said you. No, 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 no. I didn't say me. I said you. No, no, no. I did not get sick. No, in <laughs> fact, in fact, I'm going to make a point when I get okay. to the end of this little shtick here because the truth is, you did get you did get sick and it was terrible. And I actually saw you go through it and somehow managed to debate despite how sick you were. But the way it worked with stories, you guys know from the Hangersmith uh, highlight slash one of our member reports has very thin wrists. In fact, he is himself a thin guy. And so, basically, story, as I understand it... 400 pounds, but he has weirdly thin wrists for no reason. Greg, I think he's a little rough on story. I wouldn't call him thin. What would you call him? Maybe dainty. 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 Should I call him fine-boned? Would that be better? Fine-boned? No, what I was going to say was that um, when Story... Basically, Story was throwing up because he was sick, and apparently, as I understand it, he vomited with such force that he threw out his back, which meant that his back was in intense pain. So... Whenever he was Which standing up, one of the funniest things ever. Said. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, so when he was yeah, standing this, up, this, yes, his back was in agony. So when he would lie down so that his back would feel better, he would get sick and throw up. So he was basically he he could not exist. Like he was he was himself mutually exclusive. It, like his body was it's mutually true. exclusive I was from itself. At odds with myself. <laughs> Absolutely. This is absolutely the case. And it was not funny, except that, you know, in retrospect, it was hard to picture how anyone could be that sick. And he was somehow. But that's the thing I wanted to say, though. This is why I have a little less sympathy, because if you would have ever done what I said, which is to take airborne or take vitamin C, rather than what you did, which was to down like 700 vitamin C tablets at once in a desperate attempt to overload your system, then this would not have happened. You're like, I'm going to create no, my immune system in one day. Yes. When you did that? Is and this... Is this, is this I took too much vitamin C once and my pee turned like neon colors. That's what happened. Greg, right. have That's the awesome. Scott- have the Scots bought you off with this story of the <laughs> events that happened? You're like, I'm going to leave out the part with the mayonnaise that had been left unrefrigerated for a week. That's a good point. And then was put into people's sandwiches. No. I'm going to do the Scottish-sponsored part of the story. Where <laughs> it, it was, was not just... our responsibility. We were serving food, <laughs> yeah. but our food healthy. All right. But what got him sick was that he's not used to the element. Why don't you retell right. the story, because I mean, you're probably right. Why don't you, no, why don't you I mean, tell I'm the just, non-censored version? You're I'm probably right about that. I had... I had a lifetime ban on eating mayonnaise I because I hate it, and it's disgusting, let alone its possible lack of refrigeration. And then I suspended this lifetime ban because I hadn't eaten in like a week because there's no <laughs> vegetarian food in Scotland. Right. And the only vegetarian thing they had to eat at this tournament was this egg salad sandwich that was an absolute disaster. And uh, it had unrefrigerated mayonnaise that had been left out for, you know, a week or so. <laughs> And, uh, yes, and then, then well, the rest is history. That's a metric week. That's <laughs> <at> 17 days. <laughs> I, uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> I threw my back out throwing up and, um, you know, felt like I was going to die. And, yes, every time I sat up, my uh, I didn't want to vomit, but my back was in excruciating pain. Every time I lied down, I uh, my back was almost okay, and I vomited buckets. And at one point, I was just sitting on a bench, vomiting onto the floor of a 550-year-old university hall. Yeah. And uh, that was that, and it was really exciting. So this was not as sick as that that I was <laughs> when I missed last week's map report. I was just less sick than that. Uh, wow. I almost threw my back out again. I, I was throwing up... <laughs> Profusely for 12 hours, I briefly did actually tweak, I did tweak my hip for about uh, half an hour. And Why I are you cackling at this, Russ? Again. Russ no is like, this is the funniest thing up? ever. I think, I think Stories no. doesn't have the it's, right technique for throwing yeah, up. There's some weird, no. he's like throwing up from his lower regions and somehow. Like, you got to use your diaphragm. His head Fill the diaphragm, the then weird, vomit. <laughs> Just let it go, man. The back doesn't have to get hurt to throw up, man. No, it really does, because this is how violently ill I get when I when I get the flu. That's the thing, is that when I get, or food poisoning in the case of the unrefrigerated okay. mayonnaise. Would you say that that's I similar just get to the really way that I Ill. sneeze and yeah, so violently that I make Native American chants that I sneeze and I go, <laughs> There you go. Like I that. mean, wasn't there back to back to all the way back to Map Report One? We talked about uh, weird baseball injuries. There was someone who was, you know, threw his back out sneezing. So it's like that, you know. And as we've talked about, I have a thinner frame than average, so the back doesn't have a whole lot of support on it. And when you get really gyrating there on a good heave, things oh. happen. Better get out of the way. Really gyrating on a good heave. We you went way past PG that, right there. I, I was going to say, it, Story, not only did I say it, really get gyrating on a good heave. Let's not revisit not the giant beaver. It, but it's true. <laughs> no, that that's fine. Giant beaver approved. It's just kind of gross. Um, also, I mean, but it's very, very true. It's really true. The actual scene of me vomiting would not have been giant beaver approved. I don't think. Yeah. But, uh, no, it was really. But there we go. So that's why I missed the last one, and I apologize to all our fans. Uh, that I missed that. Which now I have Nicole. stat trackers up to prove that we actually do have some fans beyond just Andy and I. So we have a guaranteed audience, I would argue, even though Andy and I are present. Right. I'm going to go out on that limb. That's awesome. That. I got I'm, real sick. I'm very pleased about that. I with a good heave so badly that I vomited directly on Steve Maloney. Steve, <laughs> Steve Maloney. Maloney. <laughs> that was more or less accurate. Oh, 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 yeah. oh, 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 He's not a pony. The truth is, we were all in Scotland during this entire experience, including Andy and myself. And it's true, we it was what story was going through was bad. And I, I'm glad to see that. I'm glad to hear that it wasn't as bad. So that at least, okay, so you're feeling somewhat better, Andy. You were just exhausted, right? Is that why you weren't yes, here? Yes, I just have an ear infection now. I'm oh, very, yeah. very tired. Yeah. Half of the Extremely Meprecord tired. was sick and tired. Officially sick and tired. Yep. Like, I'm, I'm going. I'm, I'm actually tired. going to go on a limb and attribute my ear infection, though, to having nothing to do with the flu, so much as listening to Map Report Nine. Oh, oh what are you trying so to say? Sad. We were very happy we with our Map Report ears? duo. We thought we could get some. What you got? No, no, I, I kid, I kid, I kid. <laughs> but 
But seriously, uh, it's good triumph to be the insult no. comic dog. <laughs> Thank true. you. It's true. Right, we, should say, we should say, by the way, go. that uh, uh, you guys, I know, know this already, but we obviously were not only the podcast of the week, but we've also been sending our podcast to other places to be reviewed. So for all of you out in listening land, please nominate our podcast. Let us know about stuff so that we can continually, as you may be able to tell, we've already improved the quality of my broadcast because I have gotten for Christmas brand new spanking headset, which means you can actually understand me, and I won't be ridiculous and stupid sounding hey, Russ, more than Russ, myself. What did, he you know? say? what did Greg say? Yeah, I, yeah. Did you, you hear him trying to talk now? Because I didn't catch it. Can somebody Shit. type that oh, for me? D- more oh, Going to try to get. We lost Greg. Closer. Hello. Hello. Massive panic. Thirty-five. Check, giant check bombs. one two. Slow back. <laughs> check. Oh, there's a great callback to Met Report number two. Solid. Well done. <laughs> That's right. We're so cool. We reference ourselves. Oh. Yo, so, parenthetical citations, yo. So, uh, again, the more you know. So, uh, the, battle. the more you know. So, how was, uh, so I should ask about people's Christmases and stuff. Andy, how was your, uh, how was your Christmas? Nah, just be rude. <laughs> my don't, Christmas? Don't ask. Screw my that. Christmas was great. I got to see, uh, all my family. I saw a couple of cousins I hadn't seen in 10 years. My family is so dysfunctional that that they were just fighting for the last ten years. I didn't see my cousins. My my parent, my mother, and my her, my uncle were fighting. So it's good. We for the first time in forever, all of the cousins were were together. And uh, who won? Yeah, it was nice. <laughs> it was good. Who won? Did anyone win exactly? Was there an armistice? Who won? Are North won Korea and South Korea getting back won. together? They, they reconciled. I don't oh. know. Oh, everybody won. Aww. Andy's stories all start well, and then they always end with a disappointing punchline. So then he took the large balloon, and he gave it to the child. Like, oh, that's what happens? Damn. Nobody wants good things. Strangely appropriate. Crap. Well, that's good. Did you get any uh, valuable gifts, Andy, that that excited you as a present giver, present receiver? Well, actually, I did get something that reminded me of you, Greg, because Uh I got a pocket watch, an engraved pocket watch. Yeah! And, um... And one of my cousins, after the, the gift giver had, had walked away, watches said, in the house. does anybody really wear pocket watches anymore? Does anybody actually wear them? And I said, you know, Greg wears pocket watches. Yep. And I said, oh, really? I, really I, I just, just one, out of style. I think. And Greg doesn't go around wearing pocket watches. He's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, he wears he's them on his fingers. <laughs> yes. Pocket watch bling hanging all over his body. Hey, man. <laughs> Style is Land just something, something which is out of style is simply 20 years up from coming back in. All style goes in 20-year patterns. Well, so basically, basically the cousin like says, are those flavor. really in style anymore? And I said, I don't know. I don't know if Greg wearing them really speaks to whether they're in style or not. <laughs> what are you so. trying to say? <laughs> oh, dang. So it's Barb like that. number two. I'm the Barb counter. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Barb counter. Uh, I see exactly. I see how it is. I see how it is. That's fine. That's fine. Let me just explain to you that I used to have the reason I started wearing pocket watches in the first place was I saw a guy um, debating at the Harvard debate tournament back in like 1993 in the ancient mesomorphic era, 
Anyway, and he was wearing this, he was doing some speech on the UN or something, and he, the guy, he gets up and he's losing the round terribly, right? And he's wearing a bow tie with a vest and a pocket watch. And he gets up and he whips off the uh, suit jacket and throws it on the ground and rolls up in his sleeves. He's like, right. It's about time I explained to you the way the UN actually works. And he went out and gave this kick-ass speech that was, like, tremendous. Um, and he brought them from, like, uh, 70 points down to, like, did, zero points did you down. Say it the was guy great. a heavy Canadian accent, yet he did something amazing? I think that's sort of a, an oxymoron. Well, no, well. Canadians can give great speeches. They just don't say anything in them. That's the difference. They sound good. But they have pocket watches. And they have pocket watches, and they look really good. So I figured if I could Ugh. combine the no-content good speech with actual content, you could have a decent debater there, you know? Sorry to all our Canadian fans out there, but, uh, you know, and a pocket watch. I love pocket watches. I'm glad you got that. That's awesome. And they really are always in style, so that's great. Like, and that's the end of today's podcast. We'd like <laughs> yeah, to thank you all for joining us. Uh, <laughs> we want to uh, get you all to visit mapreport.com and... Uh, <laughs> Tune in uh, next week one, when we'll answer the question, the why do pocket watches kill <laughs> conversation? <laughs> okay, so that's that Christmas. Now, Story, you that's got it. tickets for Albuquerque, Ooh, right? Is that accurate? Question. That was your Christmas present? I did. I did. I did. I got I got a ticket to ride and a ticket to ride. Nice. I got a, a board game called uh, Ticket to Ride. Good stuff. And, uh, excellent game. An excellent board game that yes. I played. And uh, I got uh, tickets to go to Albuquerque, which was a big surprise and very exciting. Very so. cool. Very, very cool. So I'm actually leaving tomorrow. So we've got lots of flights tomorrow because I know you're going to uh, the city by the sound tomorrow, Greg. I am. And, I am. Uh, I'm, I'm going leaving. to Albuquerque. And yep. it's all good. Everyone is going someplace. I'm, oh, going, yeah. out to, uh, I'm going out to Seattle. And uh, actually, I'm not going to be able to bring this with me, so it's really disappointing. But besides my headset, I also got for Christmas the Lord of the Rings trivia game. It was very exciting for me. I was like, yep, Lord of the Rings trivia. Which you authored yourself. Uh, <laughs> not quite, but uh, but it was pretty cool. I was very excited. Oh, plus I got this. I got a 360, you know those three those desk calendars, you know, 365? I got a paper airplane calendar. Every day is a different paper airplane. How cool is that? Each one is a different one. Can like, I, uh, are these famous paper airplanes <laughs> in history? Like, They're designed by an aeronautical the engineer. They actually went across LBJ's desk when he declared <laughs> war in Vietnam. And this is the paper yeah, airplane. That, yeah, I mean, I don't know what. what yeah, famous, famous airplanes in history. There's an aeronautical I'm engineer who designed them. I'm the first them, engineered paper airplane <laughs> from the crib. Can I, uh, and, can I make a Lord of the Rings segue? Since we are almost on that subject, but Hell yeah. barely not. Hell yeah, of course. <laughs> Sign me up for uh, Lord I'm, of the Rings. I'm anyway. so I, saw, I saw the movie Kong, which uh, rhymes with dung, because <laughs> it was terrible. Oh, you didn't like it, huh? Yeah, Here's I my problem. That. King Kong, I mean, I didn't even really want to see it, but I got invited by a friend, and I had nothing to do, so I went. There Here's you go. the thing. Peter Send your Jackson. movie invitations to Russ oh, at MapReport.com. God, I know. Russ is like the bad movie guy now. I don't know why that is. <laughs> Maybe because of my love of it's other true, bad movies. But really your role <laughs> right now on this show. Okay, true. so give us your your bad movie review. Oh, God. King Kong, okay. the movie. I'm going to preface by saying that I didn't eat for nine hours before going to see this movie. So that <laughs> may or may not have affected my opinion. So the world actually ended. <laughs> right. This movie actually came out and uh, defecated on your head. Right. That actually You were actually dead I mean, by the time know, the movie I arrived. See, I, 
could see watching The Big Lebowski and being like, you know, without eating for nine hours and being like, oh, this, this sucks. Their dialogue's all repetitive. <laughs> well, I get it. It ties the room together. Fine. Who cares? Why don't you like Donnie? You know, but that's my favorite movie. Okay. Right. So that being said, maybe I add a little bit of a tilted perspective. but And maybe also because I was I was convinced that the middle-aged Asian woman sitting next to me was going to infect me with bird flu because... <laughs> She no, was, I, I'm the only bird flu risk here. <laughs> Apparently. But you should have been near this lady who did not breathe. She fluttered. She was like, the whole movie. She was like... <laughs> it was very disturbing. Are you sure, sure she wasn't, wasn't a bird that you were <laughs> right. sitting next to? Or Mothra? I mean, you were watching King Kong. Yeah. Like Maybe it was Mothra in human form. She was one of those two chicks in the oh, in the no, sh- in the seashells, you know, the ones who sing like Mothra, you know those guys? No. Yes. Okay. Apparently, the way the bird flu actually works is you have like some kind of pigeon lodged in your throat, and then it slowly kills you. And I that's see. what bird flu is. And so this this lady had problems. See, I threw the, up the, the bird, which is why it tweaks my hip. <laughs> good that you got it out of you. Very good. That's good. I'm glad. So you were next to this oh, Asian woman, and you had okay. not eaten. She was fluttering. I was starving. So already the fact that I knew the movie was going to be three hours was very disturbing because I was like, okay, yes, we get it. He's an ape. He's angry. He's endeared by what's-her-face from Australia, Naomi Watts. Great. Oh, he's going to this. Great. Oh, look, the, the happiest part of the movie for me was when I finally saw the Empire State Building because I knew that the movie was going to end on top of the Empire <laughs> State Building. So I could get some perspective. Like, yes, there it is. Yes. Kill him. Kill him. <laughs> okay. But here's <laughs> my real problem with the movie was that Peter so Jackson is so I, – I should have known as soon as I saw the preview and I saw the newly trim and fit Peter Jackson. I was like, oh, Hollywood's gotten to him. It's all over. They made him lose weight. He had to be a popular, cool-looking guy. He is finished. And I should have known that. Have you seen him? He's like... Yeah. Uh, like, looks normal Looks now. normal, yeah. Yeah. That's Did the problem. Is he a svelte, Peter Jackson? He is. He is svelte. That's a wonderful adjective. I should have used it, yes. Yep. And so I knew... that. But Peter Jackson really has this problem already, which is that he doesn't know how to edit movies. That's true. And for Lord of the Rings, it's okay. Because there are fans, and hypothetically we'll call these fans... Uh, you know, like Dr. Wilson. We'll say Dr. Wilson yeah, loves it Greg. when Samwise <laughs> has the 20-minute added scene of tying a slipknot so that he can secure his pants <laughs> to his rucksack. <laughs> That's not exactly like, oh, accurate. It's the elvish slipknot of Dom Flanoon. That's tying Oscar. <laughs> okay, that, that's not exactly, exactly. accurate. But they, any detail you can add is just loved and eaten up by the fans. Right. King Kong, people don't really care that much about King Kong that you can be like, here's my 45-minute sequence where King Kong's expression goes from angry to confused right. to happy. Right. Oh, good. That's what I wanted to see for 45 minutes. Thank you, Peter Jackson. And so, so that the, the last the half hour of the movie had one line of dialogue. Half hour. It was what was it? King Kong. Was it good? What was the line of dialogue? Like, no, it, it was a line of dialogue. It was like some extra being like, oh, get out of the streets. And then it was just like more King Kong. Really like, bleh, rah, bleh, rah, bleh. 
And this is the whole movie. <laughs> it sounded like oh, you were doing. God. It sounded like you just got a rap like blah what what blah what what chicka blah what what King Kong yeah. King Kong. That's you know? for the remix in the soundtrack <laughs> later on. Papyrus. I'm a King Kong. I'm going to destroy the Empire State Building. And ocean. Well, you know what? I will say this about that because I, you're quite right that I'm a fan of the Lord I'm of the Rings the stuff. King. I had yeah. no interest in seeing King Kong, and the reason was what made Lord of the Rings a great movie was, first of all, great story, and I, and I think he did an excellent job as a director. Was that it was Lord of the Rings? Is that is that what made it great? <laughs> well, okay. I know that really I'm a Lord of the Rings. It's already based on a really good thing, but the other thing is Amazing. that, and honestly, I, like in all seriousness, he really did do a great job in directing these films. And I what what's, Russ said is totally true. Like he does spend a long time on stuff but when you ever turn to the king or sorry lord of the rings it's a great story that's a big epic story the problem with king kong is and i don't understand i went back to look at the old reviews like clea and i saw the old king kong what the what was the big deal like i mean it's about an ape who comes from an island and he goes to new york and then he escapes and he comes up the empire state building and they kill him and everyone's like oh I mean, that's, that's what it, like, what a big deal. Nobody cares. Sled named Rosebud, Nobody cares. And you've never seen a <laughs> yeah, exactly, ape like that before. Exactly. Well, that's Rosebud. what, I actually, you know what? Rosebud. I actually heard people say that King Kong, the 1930 version, or the whatever, the 19 whatever it was, was a better movie than Citizen Kane. I'm like, based on what? Like, Peter Jackson said this is what got him making movies was King Kong. I'm like, why? What is the big deal? I mean, it's, yeah, it's be, the special effects honest, are good, but, but so what? The role of King Kong in the old days of movie making is the role that, like, random alligator or shark creature features have now. Like, it's the exact same type of plot and movie. It right. really is. Like, exactly. they go to some random thing, there's this crazy morphed creature, and it takes over the town, and then it's kind of tragicomically sad. Yes. Like, that's, for that's those the of exact you, same plot as Anaconda. Like, give me a break. For those of you who would like to see... King Kong for the CGI and the special effects. I would advise two other cheaper movies you don't have to see in the theater. Please see the movie Congo and the movie Jurassic Park. You can throw anacondas in there Ooh, if you want. Jurassic for the extra Park CGI. quality. You just combine Congo and Jurassic Park and you have 99% of King Kong. Well done, Peter. Jackson. I bet the dinosaurs are better in Jurassic Park, too. There are more variety. Absolutely, you're right. Well, and that's the other no thing. Doubt. I mean, if you look at the ones in the 19th, that like the the old, the original, the original one. I totally agree. The original one had, for the time, very impressive special effects. Like no question about it, and you know whatever. But once you get past that, like people giving it four stars and acting like this is the second coming of you know the of Shawshank Redemption. I, based on what? I, I just don't understand. And they were like, well, anything by Peter Jackson. I'm like, no, not anything by Peter Jackson. How about any good movie by Peter Jackson? <laughs> and the thing is, a lot of people have said, <laughs> or the one good series by Peter Jackson. Exactly. Well, I mean, you know, he hasn't had a lot of chances. Tolkien. He hasn't had a lot of chances. Any J.R.R. Tolkien novel directed by Peter Jackson is going to be. <laughs> Awesome, he's going to okay? do The we Hobbit, and that'll be that. great, you know? <laughs> I mean, he'll, he's a good director, I think, but, like, not every single movie's going to be good just because he's directing it. And I don't th- see what the big Look, freaking... Look, he just can't edit. Well I, well, I mean, I just don't see what the he's big deal is about editor. the movie. I just don't see what the big cut deal the is about the movie. Thing. Cut it. You know? Cut it. Yeah, he has, he has absolutely no idea about human attention span. Nobody cared anymore. By the end of the movie in the theater, people just didn't care because they're like, "We've seen him fight these helicopters for an hour and twenty-five <laughs> minutes. How much longer are we supposed to care about him swatting at helicopters? Please, God, kill him." That's what people were begging at the end of the movie. Just, please, just let him die. We know he's going to die. 
Just let it happen. Yep. Let let nature take its course. It's let hard. helicopters shoot him down. It's hard to imagine, but apparently that was the thing that got him interested in filmmaking as a kid, and I just don't understand. I don't see what the big deal is. I mean, I, you know, I, I think it's like, I don't know. Are we really criticizing the producer of 1987's Bad Taste? <laughs> he also did the Fright <laughs> IMDb. I'm sorry. I went <laughs> to look on pick. IMDb to see if he had any history before Lord of the well, Rings. Well, like this, it he, just he did the Frighteners. into something. Funny. He has. No history. No, he that's has not no true. History. The no, frighteners? no, he did that, and what he did heavenly. He did heavenly creatures too. No, he's he's done like he's okay, done some like these uh, are really what? great <laughs> movies. He's done some. Man, mo- no, it's true. Bad. It's true. Database that does not. No, no, uh, it's compute. true. You guys are absolutely right. Like when before the Lord of the Rings, he kind of came out of nowhere, which is why when he succeeded as well as he did, it was really impressive. My whole thing was I just didn't understand. Don't forget, like, meet the feeble. Right. No, there was kind of he did meet, meet he did feeble. he did cult classic stuff. Like, he didn't do stuff that was that big. But you guys, having seen the movies, would admit the Lord of the Rings Those movies are, are really well done. Films. They're pretty well done. Like, they, he just kind of came out of nowhere. I don't oh, know. Oh, um, I mean, sure. Except I'm just for saying. Return of the King, which had seven separate endings. Oh, well. it's And should have ended on the second one. I understand why. One. I understand why he did that. It's That's not that unreasonable, actually. My favorite of those movies is Fellowship of the Ring, which is my favorite movie of all time. But I thought all three of them were really good. And a great trilogy. But but I agree with you guys. Like, okay. do you know what he's doing next? Do you know his next project? He's doing. Did you just say your favorite movie of all time? I'm sorry. I just it took me a second to digest that. <laughs> yeah, it's Fellowship of the Ring. Yes, yes, it is. Greatest movie ever. Okay. I didn't say wow. it was the greatest right, movie ever. Right. I said it was my favorite movie. The greatest movie. The greatest movie I've ever seen is Shawshank Redemption, but it's not my favorite. Greatest movie I've ever seen is Shawshank, but that's not my favorite. This is a debate that I want to have with everyone who ever mentions it. How can there be a distinction between your favorite and the greatest? How is that possible? That's like saying something that doesn't make sense. Because Shawshank Redemption is not a movie that I particularly would want to continually watch because I find large parts of it depressing. And Fellowship of the Ring is something I find exciting and exhilarating, whereas Shawshank is something where I'm aware that I'm watching something really good. Mm-hmm. And it's it's one of those movies that it's like, it's like you, you watch Taxi Driver and you're aware you're watching a good movie, but I don't want to watch Taxi Driver again because it's so bleak. You know, it's a great movie, but I saw it, yep. don't need to see it again. Mm. That's the difference. There it is. Classic escapist fantasy fan Favorite? perspective. That's I don't so want weird, to man. be challenged by movie. I like the one with the fairies and elves. Yep. It was my favorite. Wow. <laughs> that is so wrong. That is ridiculous. I'm, this is not a fairies and elves movie. Look, uh, Fellowship right, of the Ring. Mr. Escapist, whatever you say. If you think that Fellowship of the Ring yeah, is... fairies, really. They're, they're dwarves. They're dwarves. And do you dwarves. really think that it's escapist, or do you think that it's actually a very good movie? And ants. Like, can it be... And they're also oh, I hobbits. Like, I liked Fellowship. I mean... The whole genre, as far as I'm, I mean, I'm not a fantasy fan, so I'm, I feel free to criticize all of them. And any listeners, you know, who feel free to send me more penis enlargement emails, I enjoyed those <laughs> last week. Um, but it is, it, it is definitionally an escapist genre. It's like people who, they don't want to deal with the reality of science fiction. They don't want to no. deal with the no. contextual reality of fiction. They just want fantasy no. fairy. Uh, no, that's I'm so in, wrong. I'm going to put one caveat that's so on wrong. this. Hold that's on, so not true, in? yes. Because I'm slightly <laughs> neutral on this. I'm somewhat between uh. you guys. I will say, I think that I think Russ has it by and large correct, but I do think that there is a swath of fantasy and a great deal of fantasy that has sort of the same meaning and purpose of science fiction, which is to teach us about ourselves and our own current Thank you. society. Thank so you. I do think that there's some of it that's like that. I'm not saying all of it. 
but not even all science fiction is like that, although most of it is. But a lot of science know. fiction. Uh, first of all, of there's it. a lot of science fiction which is which is itself very escapist. Secondly, a lot of fantasy that I'm interested in because I actually teach a class in this is not escapist. If you're going to read, let's say, Beowulf or Grendel, you're not reading escapist fantasy. And I would argue even Fellowship or Lord of the Rings or The Return of the King or Two Towers, all those books, those books themselves have an escapist element, which I would say even science fiction has. But the whole purpose of them is to be able to teach something else. For example, there are a number of environmentalist themes that, that Tolkien had in his work. There were clearly themes about the Great War based upon, you know, who it was that he was fighting and the idea of, you know, tr- you know choosing to mm-hmm. go after things that are greater than yourself. I mean, I would definitely agree there that there's a... There were a bunch of lo- ethnocentric themes as, like, the Eastern people were the bad, crazy right. people and the Western That's men were good and just. True. I'd like to ask you when if when Tolkien was fighting wars in World War One and saw the majority of his best friends killed by people from the East, it probably was not that difficult for him to put two and two together. The great enemy during the 1920s oh, yeah, no, and 30s I mean, I'm not gonna was coming from the East, from his view. So You know what's funny, though? In the Kong movie that Peter Jackson just directed, I think Peter Jackson likes this theme even more than Tolkien did, because in the Kong movie, there's this crazy scene where these very dark savages who worship Kong, like, tear these white people to bits, including trying to kidnap and kill Naomi Watts, who's like the, you know, blonde heroine of the movie, who the Aryan-looking one. Right. And so it's basically like, ooh, dark people are scary bad. And the only way I could totally understand that the producers were like, okay, look, this is the second straight movie series in a row where you've had the dark and weird people be bad and evil. Can we sort of temper this a little bit? He's like, all right, how about this? I'll put a black guy on the good guy's ship, and he'll be sort of a protagonist for like the first 45 minutes of the movie. So you can't accuse me of being racist anymore. No, I, uh, all right. <laughs> well, the, the problem is... in the movie? That's the, the real question. Absolutely. He does. The yes. problem in both yes, cases. Of course he does. And and I resign. And I rest. Yeah. The problem, though, in both cases <laughs> is that his source material in both of those cases sort of led to that. Like in the original one, the whole point of the Eastern people. Maybe you should pick new source material. Yeah. Okay. Look, Sorry. Tolkien is writing from Nordic myths. Not too many black people coming from Nordic territories. I'm sorry. <laughs> They're kind of light on the black people up north. Okay. And that was the whole idea. And no, in King Kong, Diamond was more mm-hmm. of a Peter Jackson. I I agree. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. And I think I agree with you that that is that's sort of an overall issue. But then, you know, you got the same thing done about George Lucas. All I'm saying is it's a little like the the next thing he chooses to make. It's like Peter Jackson redoes Birth of a Nation. (laughs) It's like, well, look, his source material is a little, you know, that what I mean, what? It's the best rendition of Birth of a Nation we've ever seen. I I mean, this is great. Did you see the CGI on those plantations? Like, but, you know, it's it's you're right about uh, that. No, you're right about that. You know, do you guys know what he's actually doing next to his next project is the color purple no he's doing halo <laughs> the ga- the computer game halo he's doing the movie translation of halo well, that's a good transition so he's basically all the people have masks russ now, so you won't that he's famous for a little while he's he's all the people have masks russ so none of them are going to be white or black so you'll be all set they're just masked <clears throat> my name is kunta kinte <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure the villains won't seem uglier than the uh, than the protagonist heroes. It's funny though. That's really, honestly, to be honest, as someone who had never read the Tolkien version, the main message that I saw, especially in the last one, 
especially in Return of the King, is the more physically attractive you are, the better human being you are morally. Uh, it doesn't matter what your no, actions are. Because so... your actions are exactly the same as the bad people. No. The only issue is... Right, you're kidding, right? You're kidding. You're kidding. Because you're attractive you're kidding. and in white robes. You're kidding. The act, you're, act, you're kidding. The and, actions and are the same. The, third, the actions the third are the same. One, that is the moral... Yes. Okay. The so, so the third, human I, armies. I tried hard. Let me make sure I get this straight. So, so the human armies send out movie. evil lords. The, the human armies send out evil lords into Mordor to destroy that army. Right? That's what happens. Oh wait, no, it's not. Actually, it's they get attacked. That's what happens. They get but uh, invaded. But at the end of the movie, they invade Mordor. Uh, after they, uh, sorry, yeah, the after they, they after they've then. been invaded like ten times over. They invade back because the army that was attacking was going to come out in a second anyway because they were opening the gates when they were coming in. That army, you guys are not so going to be able to go far with this. Retribution and revenge are of the utmost. Right. No, it's now they're going to go kill us anyway. To my moral belief, where there is no distinction between <laughs> well, obviously, and yes, I know. Attack, obviously, so, story as a pacifist, right. you'd have yeah. a hard time buying into but, any of this. I, but I right. mean. Absolutely, you know. <laughs> but but honestly, but as far as the way war the scenes the war, are not going to work no with you as a pacifist, no, whatever. The only right, but but the only moral distinction that I could find between them, other than this idea of you know he started it, no he did, is you he know started. these people are really kind of attractive, and these people are uh, not. I mean that's that's the moral distinction I see. That's well, okay. One, one because the moral one because one of them has been twisted by an evil lord into ugliness. That's the point. And two, but that's just saying that. Okay, presupposing that they're evil is saying you know is presupposing the is is begging the question. It's just saying you know well, but they're an evil lord, (laughs) and they're determined to be evil by being unattractive. Like what's that, Andy? No, 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 no. Aren't they unattractive? Because they're not human at all. Exactly, I at mean, all. They're not at unattractive all. in general. They're just a different species that looks ugly to humans. Exactly. Right, and I mean, then there's the dark lightning and whatever else. But wait, but the elves are a species not human, but they're they beautiful and attractive. Yeah, but the, the, in the in the original myth, yeah. Andy's absolutely right. In the original mythology, orcs are twisted elves. They were elves which were kidnapped and actually tortured and, and mutilated into this kind of de- decayed form because they were supposed to be. They were sort of these. I mean, look, if you're going to attack this, and I think it's reasonable to do that, then you're basically attacking the creation of angels and everything else that has this thing that has some kind of pure beauty associated with it. Like clearly, and I'll now give wait you, a minute. Now we love angels. Don't don't start messing with angels. <laughs> those. But I mean, oh, boys, all right. Okay. I don't know where this Here's affiliation the thing. comes with mythology angels, and angels. Though, angels are real. Not knowing mythology is rec- fake. <laughs> okay. <laughs> angels, I mean, unless we're talking about the angel of death, most angels, other than the angel of death, not known for wreaking retribution all over the I'm place. I'm sorry. Employing armies Gabriel's of dead people. Gabriel's trumpet. Go and Gabriel's trumpet. Now. Okay, well, I'm not a Christian. Okay, so this is thank you, Andy. This is why I'm not a Christian. Thank you, Andy. What man is fucking Christian? (laughs) Into hell, isn't that the whole point? Is that he took retribution on Lucifer? Thank you. Thank you. Come again. Okay. So I'm okay. Okay. I'm not with angels either. I'm going to go against Christian angels. This is my t- so, Tolkien. So, right. so story. You can throw out all these retribution-based things. Sa- I'm Satan was the misunderstood. US system. Tolkien. <laughs> Satan was and misunderstood. Christian angels. Satan was what, misunderstood. What right? Was Satan okay. misunderstood like a pirate? I mean, I, I begin to see a pattern. <laughs> Stories like I okay. love pirates, for, orcs, and Satan. For, no, I'm saying. Okay. I Going love on me the record, the booty. I pirates. think I should be the one better than <laughs> oh. beauty. 
Pirates, not actually, historical pirates, not down with, not actually misunderstood. I'm not defending <laughs> the actions of historical pirates, which is where I think we began this map report here. Except for okay? Bluebeard, because Bluebeard is cool, right? That. Bluebeard is well, okay. You like Bluebeard, right? Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> Bluebeard was ugly story. Okay. He was misunderstood. Not actually down with pirates. <laughs> Not down with Christian idea of angels, not down with Tolkien, not down with American justice, not down with anything else retribution-based. Are we, are we clear? I think we're clear. I made I'm not clear. down with these systems that are retribution-based. Can I ask you something, Story? So, in our fantasy football league, when you beat your self-declared yes. nemesis two fingers and said, what you got two fingers, was there just a touch yes. of fantasy retribution associated with this? Just, was there just a, a little... Little subsilla, subsilla. Let, let me clarify. It Can I clarify? Violent retribution, not okay. Trash talk, <laughs> fantasy retribution, okay. Okay. So, so as I understand it, if the good armies of the, of uh, Middle Earth were like, "What's up, orcs? You got nothing. You got nothing, okay. more Sauron. Take that. That's right. Then you're fine. That would have been. That would have been fine. Okay. Yes, absolutely okay. fine. Yes. I see. Yes. <laughs> I want to make sure I'm All consistent. Day long. But can I ask and then, how. is is it yes. true then that basically your view is that, I mean, I understand that we've talked a little bit about this, but as far as passive is concerned, so there yes. is no way that a war could ever have any justification. Like, World War II was wrong. Like, we, we shouldn't, so we shouldn't have done that anything about correct. that. All day long. Absolutely. Well, all, not nothing violent. All, all five that, years doesn't mean long, nothing, Do nothing. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't mean do nothing. This is this is what I love about people who are confounded by pacifism. They're like, that means do nothing. It doesn't mean do nothing. It means do nothing violent. Does it mean That's do more of it? means you know, stage sit-ins. Like, or like the Nazis are slaughtering people and you're like, have, you want to slaughter us? You're going to have to do always sit down in your way <laughs> on this floor. Maybe it involves giving them countries How like, like Chamberlain that, did. Hitler? We're obstructing you. Try to kill us now. Wait, could we trash we talk you. to the Nazis? Yeah, what up, SS? I got your RR <laughs> yeah. right here, huh? What? What? <laughs> you guys going to defend uh, helping out Stalin with financial aid and helping him do his death camps too? Nope, guy was a piece of crap. Goes with nope. that has nope. to go with the nope. American nope. World War Two nope. philosophy, nope. right? Guy was a piece of crap because you can't have one without the other. No, why do you have to, what? You can't have one without the why other? Why can't you have one without the other? He was a piece of crap, and that was wrong too. Okay, so you're so you're advocating that they should have fought them both at the same time. They should have fought one and then gone on to fight the other. <laughs> You'd have been like gone right on I through Russia. I think that's what they did. In fact, well, sort of, in sort of. Fact, I guess the Cold War started <laughs> after World War Two ended. I, I actually, but I mean, I to be Greg f- is well, a complete defender of American history. Oh in God, all no, no way. I totally oh, agree with story that I totally agree with story <laughs> that like you guys know that I believe that American foreign policy has not made the right decisions since World War Two. Like arguably, the last seventy years have been one nightmare after the other. Also, so I agree with him I also on that. But hate to hate to put this out there, but the reason for fighting World War Two had absolutely zero to do with the Holocaust. I just, I hate to put it out there. I know. It had nothing oh, no. to do with Stalin, Nazi true. power. Nothing to do with the Holocaust. It had to do with you know, personally being that were turned away. Yeah. yeah. Right. There were refugee yeah. Jews so that were turned away from America. Don't even soil. start this yeah. just war nonsense. I agree, but no, 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 no. Yeah. But, but wait, though. <laughs> I agree with you entirely. There. I agree with you entirely. I however... The Russians liberated half of the Holocaust camps. You could make the argument, however... You could make the argument, however, that that is not an argument as to why we should should have gotten involved. The argument then is that we should have gotten involved sooner. I mean, you're totally right. The reasons were absolutely wrong. No, I mean, I'm just putting right? it out there that it's not justifying America. Because I'm just saying, 
as an America hater here, I have to put out there where America messed up in every in every way. And I'm saying you can't give America credit for any of the things that you're trying to give them. Well, credit story. For. I mean, that said, shouldn't it I console you that the whole I reason that we're in the current war is for the Iraqi people and no other ulterior motives? Right. I mean, exactly. Shouldn't that make that's you feel better about our right. country? <laughs> right. There's certainly no parallel here to the idea of being attacked so, and then going absolutely crazy on everybody for no reason. So, Russ, right. are you in agreement with story yes. that we shouldn't have fought World absolutely. War II either? Um, I am not a pacifist, and the fact that it was sort of a secondary reaction and that maybe we even quasi-manufactured Pearl Harbor to allow us to get into it. There's just so much secondhand political engineering. It, has, it is so far removed from the world of ethics that for me to say I support this large thing, I don't support that large thing, it's really not representative of my beliefs. Like, I'm sort of glad that we got into the war, Hitler. obviously. I think Hitler was a bad man. You know. <laughs> You're going to yeah, go out exactly. of the limb. Okay. Was Hitler a bad man? Yes. See, Therefore, everything's see, fine. Three out of four okay. members agree this Hitler is, was bad. This is where my arguments get <laughs> misrepresented. No. Except story. <laughs> so wait, story. Story. Wait, so story hated people always Hitler do. Hitler was grossly okay. misrepresented. It's exactly like pirates these, these and the orcs. And okay. Satan. Pirates, orcs, oh, Satan, and Hitler in support of the story. I make this argument. I'm super bad ass. If you call <laughs> and get me, I'll this kick you with my way land of not okay. Go ahead, story. Go you ahead. Guys, go I, ahead. Okay, go ahead. I just want to put on the record that you guys did exactly what George Bush has done to every one of his critics. Exactly. <laughs> verbatim, precise, logical arguments. We were joking, they were though. Like, we're like, we don't think... I, I understand. He wasn't. We don't think that... <laughs> right. But we don't think we should kill Saddam Hussein and all of his children and you know, blow up his entire country of all of its civilians. Right. And they're like, you mean you don't think Saddam Hussein was a bad man? And it's like, no. Yes, Hitler was a bad man. The argument I don't make, I mean, I could tell you lots of bad men. I mean, Andy's a bad man. No, I'm kidding. Wow. But, He's a you know, bad man. But that doesn't mean, Did you hear that, doesn't Andy? mean that we kill all bad people. No, I was joking. I was sure just, you were. You know, what if I were really a bad hark- man and I had a large back army and a lot to of... To the men. idea... And I was trying to attack other people. Well, then, then you, you would, would not kill out a character assessment form in your favor. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. then you would definitely be a bad man. I would definitively I'm, 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 say you're a bad man. I don't to be about this, but can I ask you a serious question? Please do. If you do. were watching somebody rape a child, would you not use force to stop them? I would not. That's correct. Nor would I advocate that anybody did. That's correct. Wow. That is my there belief you system. Go. Yes. Pacifism, that ladies and gentlemen. That is absolutely correct. That's pacifism. What if a pirate what would you was do? standing next you to you? Would, say, would you order the you pirate really to save the child? That child now? <laughs> it is not right for you to rape that yes, child. I would engage them in a discussion. I would, you know, engage lots of people in attempting to also pressure them similarly, you know. But what if, force is not What if they didn't the care situation. about pressure? What if they had a mental illness that meant that there was no way any sort of verbal... Okay. I don't believe in mental illness. This is also oh, important. Oh, God. But... <laughs> Are you a Scientologist? <laughs> what if they were... Do you believe in fiends? <laughs> what if they were deaf and blind? Then I really don't think you. if they were deaf and blind, I really doubt that anyone who is deaf and blind has raped a child. I'm just going to put that out there. What if they were? 
Let's I doubt that that's ever that happened historically. If then you know situation. of a deaf and blind person <laughs> yes. who has raped a child, email Wait, what? But wait, though. What if they? What if you, there was? You get a bunch of people to to try to confront this person okay. and stop him. And they Drew, say, you're you not going to come up with an example. And he finishes raping one and he grabs another. <laughs> and he grabs another. Drew, the, Drew, the tenth Drew. child. Will you accept me, that he's not going to stop? Okay, let me make this. Can I make this easier for you? I would not shove the person who had their finger on the button to destroy the world and every manifestation of planets within 500 light years on it to prevent them from doing it. Can I ask I would why? Let, why? I would, huh? <laughs> because you v physical violence not okay in any circumstance. It's an absolute wrong. And the only way that we're going to prevent physical violence from being an everyday reality in our society, from being taken for granted, from being taken seriously, is for each individual within the society, everyone across the board, to absolutely categorically rule out physical violence as a possible option for their action. And that's the only way to do it. That's the only way to do it without force. There's no way to force people into pacifism, to force nonviolence upon people. Millions of societies have tried to force force nonviolence in one way or another, it doesn't work. It's categorically contradictory and unjust. It doesn't make sense. The only thing is for every individual to rationally be persuaded, come to the conclusion, understand, decide for themselves in whatever manner that they have to rule out the idea of violence uh, being committed as a possibility. Yeah. What if there were an asteroid that were about to destroy the planet Earth? Would you advocate violence against such asteroids to divert its course yes, from destroying this, the planet? Yes, this is, this is limited to a sentient object. What if you it was a sentient asteroid? If nobody gets hurt. Exactly. What if you didn't know for certain whether it was randomly heading well, towards I, Earth or whether I, it was directed towards Earth by another this. culture? I think, it's an, I think it's an interesting... Well, not... What if, if, what if it was piloted by a pirate? <laughs> I really don't know if I can keep I'll up with this constant ping pong. Of... Miles per second and so wait, oh, sorry. You were okay sorry, sorry. With the sorry. Star Wars defense system? You're okay with the huh? Star Wars defense system? I mean, I'm not okay with weapon systems, but in general, but uh, the idea of doing violence to buildings that are definitely empty that cannot possibly be you know, have human beings in them. I mean, yeah, destroying property is kind of a minor harm. It's not great, but I'm not really bent out of shape about it. I certainly don't think it's anything like violence towards people. Yes, this is violence towards people and, you know, to a certain extent, violence towards animals, though I don't put those on a par with each other. But let me, let me ask you a question about this story, you though, know, in all seriousness. Because of the relative sentience. Let me ask yes. you a story about this, though. I mean, uh -huh. so let me ask you a story. Let me ask you a story about this question. Let me ask you a question yes. about this story. <laughs> um, <laughs> question, so here's a question, Clay. So here's a question, Story for you. Here's the question. Yes. Here's the question I have. So, I mean, and I know that this is sort of a philosophical yeah. thing that you know, but and I understand, and I, I actually 99% yeah. of the time agree with you. However, however, I, I do have a hard <laughs> time following how, in Russ's example, or even to a degree in Andy's example, but especially in Russ's example, I would think that having something which especially. ends the existence of everything everywhere, including our ability to have philosophies at all. Would sort of saving that would trump uh, yeah. the philosophy that sets it up. Like I don't see what the point no. is if no. the last thing that's floating through space is like your journal entry of today I did not kill the guy who blew up everything everywhere. Like I'm not sure how that how that is a successful there's, win. Right. There's a there's a lot of there's a lot of reasons. For one, I you know 
part of this philosophy does, I don't think it requires, but for me is personally founded in a theology as well. And so, you know, yeah, if you don't believe in any sort of afterlife or any sort of higher power, then... Which we this, do. Check out our it previous member reports. not necessarily work as well for you. We, we all do of some right. kind. I mean, I'm just saying, like, you know, <laughs> I can... I can four and the giant flying beaver that rules the universe. Right. I can definitely see it being difficult for someone who has no, who has absolute conviction that there's no afterlife to see any point in that. But for me, a lot of it is about that there is going to be life going on indefinitely. And so one particular planet being blasted out of existence to save a lot of people's souls or to, you know, sort of save the collective morality of the society, uh, it doesn't seem like that big a loss to me, frankly. Um, I mean, I don't really see that our time here is about building up, you know, people or family, tr I mean, people, sure, people as far as souls, but it is about building up, you know, buildings or family trees or, you know, tangible material things that have to go on and on. I'm really not persuaded by survival for the sake of this survival. This message of modern society being pointless brought to you by the MEP report. <laughs> MEP report yeah, you know. <laughs> So I'm just saying, so yeah, so none of those arguments or those ideas particularly persuade me very much. I think that right, people one, soul one individually please. making moral decisions okay. more important. Sir, if you will not gonna, yield. Not going to weep over the one Yes. final hypothetical question. Okay. <laughs> sure, absolutely. The theme song for this podcast of the Counting Crows talking about Middle America and Omaha were replaced by, let's say, a crazy techno-driven Rammstein performance of quasi-Euro <laughs> language and uh, somewhat violent rhetoric. Would you accept that and still podcast on this podcast if he went, Come back to the land and everything land. <laughs> <laughs> I have no nah, idea what you just no. said. And I hereby resign from <laughs> Don't worry, I don't think Carry there's... Carry on my own podcast. Don't worry. Thursdays on BluePyramid.org. I don't think there's anything no, I'm um, going to be able to find yeah, that even yeah. resembles that, so I don't think you've got anything to worry about. Right. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. So, I know how Russ feels about this. I know how Russ feels about this. How far does, uh, Andy, how far would you go down this line? Like, what's your view on this, sort of the neutral uh, party here? I mean, I could see having Tool or Primus, but I won't go Rammstein. I think it's just too far. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Uh, That's wonderful. Those of you who don't know, nice it's funny work. to us because we are currently broadcasting from the channel called Primus Rules right. on TeamSpeak 2. Oh, yeah. And that is where we're broadcasting from tonight. <laughs> it does indeed rule. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's really funny. Well, by fiat, it rules by fiat. I mean, I admire, um, I admire I don't consistency. Know. I, I, well, I thank think you. that... I appreciate that. I think there's time for justifiable violence. Um, I think that stories problem with it is very real that once you justify it in one case it can easily spread to others and I think we right. both seek the same thing in some sense but his way of overcoming it is just different than mine I think that's part of the challenge is to know when to use it and when not to use it as opposed to the challenge to is to not use it at all I think it, you got you know, it can be just as much a test for humanity I think it's almost a, a cowardly way out to say since I don't, I'm not sure we can handle this very well, we just won't use it at all. When it's a, a tool that can be used for, for justice and righteousness. Yeah. 
So I don't think we should back down from the challenge of trying to use it in, a, in the way that's supposed to be used. If you hate freedom, then you the agree with story. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> but uh, Kenny Rogers answers all questions. Uh, well, you know, well, speaking of that, uh, believe it or not, with that little um, that little Kenny Rogers outro, uh, we have come to the end of what is yet another MEP report. Impossible. One, one hour has passed. Yeah, that's true. An hour has passed. You lie. I don't. I don't. I'm, I I'm actually going to start things. consigning Peter Jackson to edit our MEP reports instead of you now, <laughs> Please. <laughs> then we're going to go on five man. and a half hours of MEP reports. I think, I think when we get big, I think when we get big, I think when we get big, we should definitely do like a... a Once ch- we make it to the Empire State Building, we, you're we place. should definitely do a charity. <laughs> we should definitely do a charity <laughs> MEP report at some point where we just go on for like six hours, you know, and it's just like every we're still going. <laughs> charity MEP report. The MEP, a MEPathon. Yes, the MEPathon. The proceeds that we normally take in will be foregone for the charity MEP report, right. which will be completely nonprofit. <laughs> it will in nature. We will we will go to support the sisters of Map-a-thon. Satan, pirates, orcs, and Hitler. That will that will be will basically go to oh, support. Oh God, no! <laughs> Why? And if you at home represent me, <laughs> if you at home believe in evil beings, then we should stop them violently. Please call in during this mapathon. We can get this done. We can convince Mr. Clayton that we need this violence, and you can fund it. And please email us. SMF report. Oh, for God's sake. God. Can I, can I, can I have one quick thing before Clayton. we sign yeah, off? Yeah, sure. Before we <laughs> sure, sign sure. off, I have to, this is a quick book plug. While I was in Denver at a bookstore, I saw new out for Christmas. I mean, I guess Christmas has already passed. But I bet you can still get it remaindered on cheap ho- post-holiday sale. The What the Bleep Do We Know the Book. What the Bleep <laughs> oh, Do We Know the Book. What do you buy the coast known as the Rock Public School of Yelm, Washington. Nice. And you can read all about Ramtha and his quotes. All of the quotes are uh, copyright uh, Jay-Z Knight. I, read, I, I basically just read the first wow. copyright page wow. awesome. to see all of the uh, ownership issues. So it was there. It was on Super Special, recommended by the Tattered Cover in, Bro- in Denver. What the bleep do we know? The Outstanding. Book. All this right. book brought to That's you by leaveyourfamilyandjoinacult.com. <laughs> we'll have to check that out at some other point down in the future. I should also say, <laughs> if I could throw in a little self-plug, that my first review for CurtainUp.com is currently up. Oh, yeah. It's, of, uh, it's of the play Candida. It's up uh, there already, so you can come and check me out if you're interested. And I promise... Not sure really why Superman comes into it, but... Or Star Wars, but but in any case, oh, and candida, we stand reviewed for <laughs> thee. I hope you're and rolling Omaha by now, Greg. Oh, so <laughs> candida, we will by George and Bernard Shaw. We'll see you next week. Oh, candida, say goodbye, everybody. If you are an English professor. <laughs> we're thinking oh, nonsensically to the place of Anything for that, Andy? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that whole Cut thing to be in the, the podcast. You got it.